All right, so it's trending Twitter Tuesday, and it looks like the, I just got an email and my website's back up, so that's good. That I, I was talking about that in the intro. And so I'm going to fire Twitter up here and take some screenshots. I'm going to go grab a pen, though. I'll be right back. Okay, so I just uh, wrote... Uh, Okay, so I just wrote all the trending Twitter, the Twitter trends here on a piece of paper since uh, it's tough to get them, find a Twitter app. Well, actually, I haven't tried any Twitter apps, but on all the devices I have, it no longer shows in a list. It always shows it in the expanded list with all the details. Uh, just not a good, more of a quibble than a... Uh, Anyway, so it's Sunday, uh, a little bit after 5.30, the 27th. And if you recall, which you may or may not recall, last week we had left off with a story. And i give you a quick summary because it was, it was, it was top-heavy with me and my dog just a- hanging out another weekend night of broccoli races and uh, listening to knocks. And then there was a knock at my door. Turned out it was my piano teacher from my childhood who, uh, you know, if I, I owe many amends to. And she had a flying piano, or a piano, the piano itself wasn't flying. It was, the piano was like a stagecoach or something. Or the, the and I don't know, the, the part you sit on. And then it was uh, giant eagles were hauling it. And she said, Judy Garland wants to see you. And I don't think she told me anything else other than WATTB or something, W-A-T-T-B-A. And then we went off to see Judy Garland. But, it, you know, obviously when you're in a flying piano, uh, you want to enjoy the ride, I guess. So I enjoyed the ride. Uh, you know, I, said, I was in the moment. I was. I guess that was part of me was worried about what did Julie Garland. I, I knew I called her Julie Andrews. And then part of me is hoping that Julie Andrews is still alive because I think I insulted her last week. So if she's still alive, that's good because she won't be able to get me. If she's passed on, uh, then I'm probably fair game for her too. But it was more mysterious than ominous because she didn't say Judy Garland was mad. Uh, You know, that's just my assumption. You know, always bad news. That's like one of my mottos. You know, if I knew what that was in uh, Latin, I'd probably get it in my, you know, uh, in, in, as a tattoo. Always be, you know, carpe doomsday. Seize the doom. And I would say it's easier to seize if you assume it's coming, you know. Oh, you know, I don't know how many people are like that. I hope I hope zero. But uh, so went with the piano teacher you know, we kind of relived the old days, which wasn't good times for her, which, you know, involved a lot of crying. And, you know, made the light of it last week, but it really was was uh, weird when the first time I remember my piano teacher bawling. I, I just, uh, I guess, like, I guess because I've repeated, this is like one of these experiences I repeat of giving people... I mean, maybe this is part of the goal of this podcast is to undo some damage because I gave so many people, I broke the last straw many a time, you you could say. And there was one case where I came to piano class 
and I don't want to be again negative narcissism here, but it, I don't. So I don't know what else was going on with my piano teacher. But about four minutes into my lesson, you know, at first she was very upset with me and, and, and sternly saying, you know, how come you don't care about piano? What's wrong? You know, why don't you? But then it just overwhelmed her with, uh, and she just spent the rest of the class crying. And I guess there is something sickly humorous about it. Uh, or maybe that's the way, I, maybe I was cracking jokes even then. I don't think I was. I think I did the old... Uh, Frozen in terror, uh, light shoulder pat, play chopsticks, and offer tissues. Uh, then probably apologize profusely, sit uncomfortably again for a while. You know, one, you know, butt cheeks go numb. As you shift through the papers of the, of the book we had. And then probably, uh, you know, t- you take total blame and say, Jesus was, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just a bad boy. But at some point, you know, I, I got to a house. I said, well, Jesus, it was just a perfect storm. I just wasn't cut, you know, it wasn't as, as I saw it then. And then immediately, for, you know, turned numb. As soon as I left piano class, I for you know, my, I'm sure my mom was like, how's piano? I said, well, nailed it, mom. You wouldn't believe how I tickled those ivories. Like, I tickled them like they were one of my siblings I love so much and I'm so kind to. You know, you've heard, it was like I was tickling a funny bone, Mom. You should have, see, you should have seen a teacher cried. She cried and cried at the sounds. It was almost like there was no sound. The, the notes I was hitting... Okay, anyway, I got to go pick up your other brother. And then I probably believe that narrative. But this change, so, but this, so I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that it's, uh, I guess I just made light of something. But there is a part of me that is intrigued by what's going on with this young boy that, uh, and I guess part of it is, so this came up, I said, well, geez, it's time for me to deal with this. But I ended up, I guess it was weird because, I mean, maybe because my piano teacher is not famous. She was just like a messenger, because then she'd drive me on a cloud. So I guess she didn't even get her amends or her due. I, I kind of, I guess I apologized to her. But I don't know if how, that's how stuff works in this afterworld I was in, because, you know, I, I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. Uh, but then I, next thing I know, I'm on a cloud, and I said, well, okay, Judy Garland. I said, you know, Wizard of Oz. And then I further insulted you. I said, I'm just being myself. I said, okay, Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz. Okay. And then, but then I said, Lollipop Guild. I needed some Lollipop Guild because they were there when she first got there, when she first arrived. Well, I said, Jesus, they, they welcomed her at least. And I went, no, maybe not. Maybe they were just happy that she took that witch out. But they did sing Father Yellowbrick Road. I think that angel, the other Glenda or whatever, came, though, and told her to... But anyway, at the time, last week, I was like, where the hell is the Lollipop Guild? I need some assistance. And no Lollipop Guild showed up. But then Drake, uh, the Drake, the famous Drake... I guess he's just Drake. Him and then a previous famous guy, Super Dave Osborne. 
uh, showed up and they were like, I guess they were my lollipop guild in some sense because they just said W-A-T-T-B-A. And I'm trying to think, I don't know if they did anything else because then I was like, then I said, well, I need to sleep. The, I need to sleep for a while. And they had a dream about family feud because I know Drake's always feuding with people or if people are feuding with him. I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to get into, you know, I didn't want to create a feud by feud analysis. But, you know, I know there's a few, you know, there's a few history of feuds. And then Super Dave Osborne, he's kind of quiet guy anyway. Uh, he didn't say much, uh, but then him and Drake were on a dirt bike. And then I drew, so, but that was in a dream of, uh, so I, I was asleep, dreaming of the family feud with Drake and Judy Garland, I think, showed up. But that was a dream part, not real, like the rest of the stuff was real. You know, 100% happened, you know, you know, against all odds, clearly. Uh, but then there it was, like, uh, this week, it was like after, like somebody after waking up from a coma or something, I was like, I, I said, I had no idea where I was. I, was told, I said, what in the heck? And then I said, I just remember Rick, Richard, I think, and actually I think I started a feud between Richard Dawkins and Richard Dawson and Richard Dawkins because there's, you know, and, and, I said, and I said, man, I said, this is Richard Dawkins and Drake should feud because they seem like they're both feuders. And I was like, is that what feudalism is? No, that's feudalism. Feudal, feudal. And I said, there's a nice word, feudalism. But anyway, I woke up and uh, I didn't know where I was. There's no sign of Drake and no sign of Super Dave Osborne. And I said, W-A-T-T-B-A. And then I said, well, geez, maybe that's like follow the yellow brick, W-A-T-T-B-A. What the hell does it mean? What a W-A-T-T-B-A. Whatever the words that were letters echo, I, wish of, uh, I do not know. Anyway, where the hell should I go? <clears throat> And I was clearly in some sort of uh, unfamiliar place because I looked over and uh, I was still on a cloud, but it was like a, what do you call that, a cloud, uh, kind of a cloud plane and a plane cloud at the same time. What are, what are, you, what are the odds? And I said, oh, geez, and I started looking and I said, okay. And then t- tell me if this is crazy. There was still the sun. And I said, well, I guess I'll head either, and the sun was coming up. That must have been what woke me. And I said, well, first of all, when's dawn in this cloud world? Is it like 10 in the afternoon? Because it must take a while for the sun, you know, it comes over. Or can you see at an angle so dawn's earlier? Or is it later? And I could have sw- I, I was talking out loud because I was by myself. I said, who, who cares? And then I heard, so I, said, wait, 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 wait. I said, something like that. And I said, what? And then I said, because I, I was talking to myself, thinking out loud, just like this. I said, okay, well, I'm not going to head east or west because then I'll uh, get the sun in my eyes or my neck, and I said, well, I don't have any sunscreen, oh boy. And I said, well, I'm going to head uh, whatever with the sun on my left, uh, north, I guess, or is that south, I don't know. 
Sun rises in the east, sets in the west. So maybe I'm heading south. I don't know, in a cloud, it really didn't matter. I just didn't want the sun in my eyes. Or I guess I should have walked with it on my back, but then eventually it would have been in my eyes, you know. But then I said, all right, I'm going to head this way. And I sure walked. And, and, and that's what I heard. It was like, west. And, and I said, did someone just say Tina Wesson? And, and, and then I looked around, nothing. And I said, maybe there's some weird cloud echo up here. I said, what you was saying? And I said, okay, I'm hearing something. And then I said, well, geez, I haven't called out for Drake and uh, Super Dave Osborne. And I said, Drake's got a good good name to call it Drake. You know, if I was yelling, it'd be Drake, 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 which I was doing. And then I was like, but Super Dave Osborne. And I said, you can't say Dave because Drake, he might, and Drake would come and, and say, did you call me? And I said, hey, well, I stopped calling you. I was calling Dave now. And he said, well, why don't you call Super Dave? Because he's not going to know to come. And then I'm going to have to go get him. Then you're going to have to call. But that didn't really happen because Drake didn't come. But it's Super Dave, you know, that's exhausting. Super Dave. Super, I guess I could have, I, I think I was doing that. But then I heard, and I said, okay. I said, is, is someone there? And there were, and I said, and I said, oh boy, okay. I said, Garland, come out. And I said, what the heck? And I said, stop copying me. And I said, okay, maybe he's not copying me. And I said, mumble bear? And the next thing I know, Mumble Bear is there, who was imaginary. At least I thought he was imaginary. And next thing I know, he was standing there, uh, five, four foot eleven. No, five foot eleven. Yeah, five foot eleven, probably. Maybe five, maybe six foot, maybe five ten, but somewhere around there is a, a, a bear. A uh, not a not an actual like. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to describe. But some, but saying there is like, and I don't. I hate to work in stereotypes, but this was the most stereotypical uh, brown cartoon bear in real life. Dark brown. Uh, like I've ever seen. Like uh, a bit like fur, like the snuggle bear. From the Snuggle Fabric Softener, but much darker color, dark brown, lighter tan chest, but clearly not an outfit. And it's a, I said, Mumble Bear. I said, was he going to send him? And I said, Is that, are you Mumble Bear? Then one, and I said, Mumble Bear. And I said, oh boy, it is Mumble Bear. I got that last one. And I said, Mumble Bear... I said, well, geez, there's no chance you're here to help me to find you. And Mumble Bear just looked at me because I, I said, oh, boy, I'm mumbling to Mumble Bear. And Judy Garland's probably mad at me. And now we're late. Mumble Bear, you don't got a pocket watch, a magical pocket watch, do you? Is it be? Well, my.
And then Mumble Bear pulled—he had a little proper pocket. And I said, okay, we're in a—okay, close to—I got to go with some Wonderland-type assumptions every once in a while. I don't know where that came from, but thank you. And I said, for Holy Louis Carroll— I said, was he winning against And he popped open his little pocket watch. And then it looked like he had, he forgot to wind it. So then he wound it and he put it back in his pocket. I said, would you forget to wind it? So my name, I'm listening to I had to do that. I, I said, I didn't realize I was dealing with Mumble, but I said, already... And I said, Mumble Bear, but you're so cute. And then Mumble Bear hugged me, and I forgot all about my fries. And I see him like him. Um, and I said, you're the best, Mumble Bear. And I said, listen, Mumble Bear, I guess I'm not going to take you to— I said, Mumble Bear, I'm trying to find Judy Garland because she's looking for me. And also, I was with Drake and Super Dave Osborne. I think they were supposed to help me, and they just took off which would make three, and I said, we just need a, a yellow brick road because you, you're you Mumble Bear. Maybe, do you need to speak more clearly? Is that, or is it, oh, it's going to be cloaked in irony? Somebody, Wilson, why not? Oh, okay. I don't know what Mumble Bear said, but I, I said, okay, maybe I'm off track. I said, okay, maybe I could get a little bit out of his tone. Hopefully he's not, you know, mumbled in tone. I said, Mumble Bear, do you, are you mumbling? Are you like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, he said, give me a thought. I said, okay, at least I, I said, he must be bifluent or whatever because he can speak in English and hear my mumbles. And I said, I said, what's the X factor here? I said, there's no Drake, no, and no Yelbrick Rope. That's the X factor. I said, Mumble Bear. How do we find Julie, Judy? Oh boy! And I said something summer. And then he shrugged, and I said, "Okay, not yet. I don't got the mumble, mumble, mumble translation." But I said, "Judy, Judy Garland. I got to remember it's Judy Garland." I said, I don't know. Okay, anyway. I said, do you, do you have any idea where Judy Garland is, Mumble Bear? Like, and could you just start walking? Or if you get a better idea, I was just like, how, uh, how we're not going to get sunburned. And then Mumble Bear's pocket watch started to ring. The, the alarm went off or something. Uh, and then Mumble Bear got a look at it. And I said, Mumble Bear, what's that alarm? And I said, did you say something about the supermoon? Okay, the supermoon and something else. Oh, wait, is that last thing we should run? And I said, okay. So we started running, and it just happened we were running in the right, the same direction. And I said, I said, he said, I said, okay, Mumble Bear, while we're running, I said, you know, this is a recounting, so, but it was kind of hard to communicate anyway. And I said, which is one thing, Mumble Bear can really run, like just like as we were going pace for pace, and that gave me a better trust of Mumble Bear because the look on Mumble Bear's face was not comfortable. And I said, poor Mumble Bear, who knows what Mumble Bear was doing. 
And I said, well, maybe Mumble Bear, you know, did something to Judy Garland, too. Judy, Judy Garland, right? And uh, I said, no, did I miss you? What? Yeah, I said, I, maybe. And then next thing you know, this giant moon, it comes through the clouds, and it hits the clouds and starts rolling after us. And I said, holy moly, this is not good. And I was like, this supermoon is like, this supermoon is out for blood or something. What do, what do we do to the supermoon? And I said, what, what do we do? What did you, I started to mumble there. Did you do And I said, win-win. And I said, did you say win-win? And then Mumble Bear was like gassed or something because he was, he picked up the speed, but you know he wasn't talking anymore. And they said win win, and I said okay maybe this maybe the supermoon's uh, my yellow brick road, uh, but it's like reverse. I'm talking you know I said okay I gotta go with this, so we just kept running, and the supermoon just kept going behind us, and then at some point. Uh, uh, I said, it wasn't too long. I'm drawing it out, you know, but, but you know, when a moon's chasing you, it, it doesn't take very long, especially with a man and a, a mumbling bear who clearly, you know, the bear probably has, you know, obstructed nasal passage or something. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, we started to tire and the moon was quickly gaining on us because the moon, I don't even know what the moon was traveling by. But then next thing you know, we get to the edge of uh, of of what looked like the edge of a cloud. And I said, well, Jesus, it's tough because we were looking at the horizon. But then it was just a, like a slide down. We slid down. And then we landed on grass, and not earth grass, I, I think. And then we just kept running. The moon was still behind us. And then there's a straight-ahead crowd of soccer hooligans. And they're shouting, uh, like, this is England 90. And I said, oh, man, we, 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 1990, was there, was there even a World Cup in 90? I thought it was in 92. It was in 96, 90, no, 92, 96. 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, plus four. Oh, wait, it was last summer, 14, 10. And I said, never mind, Mumble Bear. And I think Mumble Bear, you know, me doing math was me, but he's shouting. So I said, let's take a right-hand turn into this uh, sponsored spot, imaginary sponsored spot, Mumble Bear. There's one of Mumble Bear. And I was in, I was in, I was in, as I talked to you, I was in, football. We go to football. It's um by today. It's in by Hyundai. Thank you, Mumble Bear. It's in by Jesus. Man, Mumble Bear is Mumble Bear. You're way clearer when you're doing commercials because I think you said just this crowd is shouting because football. This is England '90, and then the moon crashed into the soccer hooligans. And, but it was, you know, it was, it, this isn't cloud-based area. So they, and I said, well, geez, these are from the past, from maybe a World Cup or something. And I said, geez, when, who won? And I said, I don't even know if there was a World I said, well, maybe there's some other. I said, I don't know when they, you know, the, and, I, and then Mumble there said, well, you're mumbling too. And I said, yep, yeah, I am mumbling too. 
I said, you, this is like figuring out what R2 is saying. I'll get it. Don't worry. But we had taken a right path, and the next thing you know, we're on a, we had, we're on a path. And I said, well, geez, Mumble Bear, maybe you were right about this win-win situation, except for the moon and the uh, hooligans. I said, we'll just follow this path and see where it takes us. And as we took the path, we started going through these gardens, and then there was the—and I said, uh, I said, and then I, said, I was tempted to make small talk with the mumble bear, but then I was like, that could be great. You know, I said, well, that could get old fast. And I, but I said, I said, what do you think of these gardens of mumble bears? And once again, and I said, did you say something about a reflecting pond? And mumble bear nodded, and I said, all right, okay. They said, you might, maybe you mumble less on the last couple syllables. Could you say something else? Over there. But I don't know, something. And okay, so we walked over these reflecting pools. And of course, I didn't think to think about well, what are they reflecting. At the time, I just was looking into the pool. And I was seeing things moving in there. And I said, oh, maybe these are some nice koi ponds. But they were, the water was dark. Like I, I said, is this murky or is it just deep? Or is the bottom painted black? But then uh, all of a sudden a dolphin shot out of it and jumped into the next reflecting pond. And I said, what in the heck? And Mumble Bear collapsed. And I said, oh, boy, is Mumble Bear clapping? And I said, Mumble Bear, do you know these dolphins? Some of the names are reflecting thin. I said, did you say reflection weird and you mumbled it, or did you say? I said, because it sounded like erection, but you didn't say that. Did you say the dolphin has an erection? And Mumble Bear just stared at me like he was judging me. For thinking that this is what he said. And I said, just, my mom, you know, you know, I'm a kidder. I was just kidding. Really, I didn't think that's what you said. And I said, that would be crazy, though, if that was what you, you said or that was the case. And and I, I, I said, and then Muller pointed at it and he looked up because I said, oh, wait, I don't know where the dolphin landed. And then I looked up above us. And above us was this weird, uh, is giant neon sign. I mean, bigger than anything I've ever seen in the world. And each reflecting pond, I realized, was a letter of the neon sign. And it, it was huge, and it was red, and it even had the humming, you know, of an old-fashioned neon sign. But it was like a, it filled the air with a buzz of a billion bees. And uh, it said... Uh, Thato, T-H-A-T-O, and uh, circling it were ravens, like, because I noticed that it was flecking in and out, and, I, and then I said, oh, Jesus, those are ravens, and then they started cawing, and I said, oh, boy, uh, quote the raven, I wish I had a, a mumble bear quote, and I said, what's him and he said, did you say we should jump in the pond? Because I, I said, where the hell did that dolphin go? And then I noticed it was, uh, it, was, it was floating back to the earth doing flips, and it had a starfish, some sort of star fish. Again, this is a weird world. I don't know what to tell you, but 
It was a fish that had been a star in the sky, a sky that also had a giant neon sign. And then the dolphin splat, and I said, let's follow that dolphin. And one said, Mumble Bear said, Benzmael. And I said, wait, did you call me Ishmael, or should I grab it? And I grabbed the dolphin's tail. As it was going, and I held my breast, Mumble Bear wrapped his arms around my shoulders, and we shot into the water. And right as we did, I realized that was a terrible idea, because the dolphin... They said, well, I don't know what I was thinking. But then I said, well, the, dol- I said, well, the dolphin's got to, but, you know, once you're underwater, you, 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 uh, if you try not to panic, which I did at the time, because uh, a couple of reasons. One, the water was really nice, perfect temperature. Uh, two, once we got into it, it was, it was the red light of the neon. It, was, it just made it so, it felt like I was in the red light district underwater. I don't know what else to say. And I said, well, geez, no wonder the dolphin had an erection. But that just briefly went into my mind and back out. I didn't seriously take that as a thought, just so you know. But the dolphin dove and dove. And I said, well, I must know we're hanging on to it. So hopefully it's going somewhere. And then I noticed it it was going somewhere. And then I noticed it was going towards, uh, it looked like Big Ben and, and, uh, and then I said, oh, no, no, that's just, uh, well, I said, no, that kind of does look like Big Ben. But instead of a clock face, it was a hole. And I said, hopefully that's where the, and then the dolphin swam through the hole. And it was like some sort of tower. And then it shot, you know, went through the hole and then shot up. And then it was like air, you know, open air. And this was somewhere like deep in some sea. And I said, well, this is weird, man. This is weird, weird stuff. But we were open. We, we, you know, we both sucked in air. And then the dolphin shook its tail. And I, and luckily, you know, I'm good at, at floating. So I just started back floating. And Mumble Bear, I said, well, Mumble Bear might not be 100%. Uh, you know, organic material, it might be some man-made, because he was floating just fine. And it was a little bit darker in there, it wasn't red, it wasn't illuminated by it, it was kind of like a moonlight situation. And then I saw off to the left, uh, you know, a platform, or like a place we could get out of the water, so me and uh, Mumble Bear swam over there, it was just concrete, we lifted ourselves out, and we kind of laid in the concrete floor, and then Mumble Bear got up, and Mumble Bear, was, you know, they said, you want to go? And Mumble Bear nodded. And then we walked, and there was a, right after we got up, I saw uh, that the room we were in was, like, kind of shaped like the top of Big Ben. So you went through the clock face, which we did, and then it was, like, a towering triangular. And I said, Mumble Bear, we're not in Atlantis, are we? I said, me, you know, at home. Wait, this is your home? He said, oh, in um, Applebaum. And then I said, I don't understand that. It sounded like you either said Benita Applebaum or Papplebaum. But I, 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 Mumble Bear just looked at me like, and I said, could you please explain that to me? And I said, and then Mumble Bear walked in and in, in, uh, the opposite side of the clock face, which is where we were. There was just like open archways, and we walked through that. But right, well, right, right as we were about to walk through the archway, Mumble Bear put, put his hand up, and then he pointed to a, a post on the wall, and there was these lockets on there. 
And he said, was it a Tyler Lockett? And I said, did you say put on a Tyler Lockett? I said, because that, I said, isn't that, are these Tyler Lockett's? And then Mumble Bear shook his head. Oh, you want me to help you tie your locket? And then Mumble Bear said, of course. We kind of, you make that symbol so. And I said, well, geez, well, can you just put it? And I said, oh, his head is so big. I had to untie the locket and tie it around his neck, which I said, okay, that makes sense. And I said, should I put on a locket? And he nodded, and I could fit it over my head because I didn't have like a, you know, a stuffed bear head or whatever the hell Mumble Bear had. And then as we walked out, uh, there was like water jets spraying everywhere. Except for the locket must because these water jets, they looked really powerful. But for some reason, the uh, Tyler locket, it's tough to say, like almost like a wall of uh, high pressure water that I guess if you would have tried to walk through it, you'd be uh, obliterated or something. I don't know, like some, some sort of water-based security measures or something. But we went with the locket, they, they just like uh, they dissipated or something and we walked through there. And then we're in this giant, giant chamber room or something. Ceilings so high I couldn't see. Pillars, uh, colonnades, whatever the hell you call them, going up into the heavens. Uh, Giant banners and and things. And I said, said, uh, where are we, Mumble Bear? Mumble Zephyrziz. And I said, Zephyrziz? Sussefsverzies? I said, is that, a, is that a French or something? And then I said, follow me, something follow me. I'll follow you, Mumblebear. And we walked, and then we got into uh, what looked like where the columns are forming an aisle. And then I saw in the distance a glowing, glowing throne. And, uh, you know, the story part of me said, oh, boy, you know, smelling a story, you know, I said, Mumblebearer, is this is this where the queen is? I said, this is where the queen is. And I was like, I got 100%. And I said, Mumblebearer, please tell me you're like just like, I said, uh, I said, is this where you get to learn how to speak correctly? And then uh, Mumblebearer didn't answer. And then as I walked down the aisle, I saw on the left side and the right side, on the left side was Drake, on the right side was Super Dave Osborne. And they were smiling and standing kind of like soldiers and looking at me and kind of laughing. And then they, they then as I got closer, they hugged Mumble Bear. And I said, Drake, it's good to see you smile and not feud. Because they said, I had a dr- terrible dream. You were feuding with uh, the Dawkins and the Dawsons of the world. And Drake spat, and then he hugged Mumble Bear again. And then Super Dave Osborne hugged Mumble Bear. And I said, you guys are all friends? And Mumble Bear was man. And I said, nope, I don't know. And then Super Dave said, the queen will see you now. And then I looked up at the throne, and it was empty. And I said, okay, is this some sort of... But then, like, behind the throne was, like, uh, tapestries. And then the tapestries parted, and there was Judy Garland... Uh, hopefully, because I fell to my knees in, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, automatic, like just like if you would see the Khaleesi, you say Judy Garland, you know, at the top of uh, the 30 or 40 stairs, you know, I fall to my knees in supplication. 
And then Momo there go, wait a minute. And I said, you didn't, what is there? Up the stairs? And then I went up the stairs. And then she was so, she, she smiled at me and then she sighed. And she said, come and see me. And then she she had her beautiful, beautiful voice, which I won't even degrade by trying to do. But they have used a voice that's almost on the edge of a cry. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, almost like she's always on the edge of tears. And I said, well, that's interesting. She sent my piano teacher, who was always on the edge of tears or in tears, you know, with me. But then she said, thank you for bringing him, Mumble Bear. And she just had such energy and caring. Like, I felt love just being in her presence. And I fell to my knees again. And I said, please don't let this be some weird cult I stumbled into. And I said, what can I do for you, my queen? And she said, apologize, of course. And I said, I said I'm sorry I called you Jew, Jew, Jew. Julie Andrews, it was kind of a joke, but kind of not a joke, my brain, and she goes, oh, she laughed, and she said, I need your help, uh, she said, you don't need to apologize for that anymore, and I said, does this involve Thado, and she said, it does, and she said, and I said, where are we, and she said, we don't have time for it, for that, and she, she said, she said, I need your help, and I need, you know, your special skills, and I said, which special skills, just so we're clear, like the ones that get me in trouble, the ones that I think I have that I don't have, or the power to lull and all. And then she said, come closer. And then my heart started to beat. And I saw her face, and I saw her eyes and her smile even closer. And I was captivated, but not in a romantic way, but in a, like a delighted childlike way. And just the mel- melodiousness of her voice, I don't know. And then she tapped me on my forehead. And she said, you have quite a strange imagination in there, young man. And I said, how can I help you? And then she stood and she said, sit. And, and, and I, I, I sat in the, I went to go sit in the, the uh, her throne. And of course, everybody, you know, grabbed. I didn't realize that we were surrounded by soldiers and stuff. And then she even did that, and I said, I'm just kidding, you know, I'm just being a goofball. But I said, there's no other chair. You want me to sit on the floor? And she said, said, yeah. And I sat down, and then she went into a long exposition, uh, which was basically, you know, that this was, again, weird stuff happens. You know, people say, oh, this is clear cut, you know, life, death. You know, it happens this way or it happens this way. And then you get an astrophysicist or, you know, you know, somebody says, well, what about these bending of the universe, the string theory type stuff? And they'll tell you that all this is possible. And that's what you, she explained it to me in such simpler terms, but I didn't write, you know, I, I didn't record it. But she said that Thado is the villain in this world. And she said, yeah, this is like a weird version of Oz I found myself in as queen you know, much different than Oz, but she said somehow strangely influenced by it. And she's, you know, she said, you understand this doesn't make any sense, but it does. And I said, exact, I say that all the time, Judy, Juju, Miss Garland. And she said, well, I need your help. She said, every year since Thado's taken over this part of the universe, she said, he has this blocked in 
And she says every year he has a giant Halloween ball. And all the systems underneath his rule. And I said, I had to raise, I said, are we in a space situation here? And then she, she said, don't think of it like that. She goes, you no, and yes, but not like an outer space. And I said, inner space? Like Dennis? And she said, no. She said, don't try to figure it out. Just listen. And she said, it's, I said, okay. And then I wondered if I, and I said, if I was her champion, would she sing to me? But she said, every year, Sato uh, holds a ball, a Halloween ball for all the servants. And Sato loves costume balls. And Sato says, that, you know, she told me about the history of Sato as a dictator and, a vil- you know, villainous and, you know, not caring, you know, raven, you know, r- raven master, stuff like that. You know, so on Oz like, but it was, it was so much stuff. But she said every year he has this ball. And he says that if anyone can best him in the costume contest, you know, that he'll step down as ruler. And I said, of the universe? And she said, if that's the term you need to use to understand it. And she said, I need a costume so good it will beat him. And then I, I went to go speak, and she said, no, no, no. And she said, uh, also, whoever loses the costume contest loses it. And I said, whoever comes in last place, she goes, no, 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 this year. I said, whoever comes in last place, she goes, well, the bottom 20%. And I said, and that's it. For, and she says, yeah. And so she goes, I need you to come up with some other costumes, too. Or maybe you could, you know, come up with the greatest. And I said, well, I'm not really a costumer. And she goes, I, you know, whatever. And then Mumble Bear said, when was it man? When was it man? And when was it man? Uh, Santa. And I said, I don't know what he just said. Did he say you have the greatest costumers in the land here? And she said, that's not what he said, but I do. And she said, I just need you to come up with the ideas but she goes, you go deeper than just the surface. You need, and I said, okay. And I said, so you need a costume. Who else are we costuming? And then she said, my friends that you've mixed up in this tale. And I said, okay, so Julie Andrews, who might, and I said, and Joan Crawford, and my piano teacher. And she said, yes. And then she said, your eagle waits. I need you to get started immediately. And she said, and your assistants await. And then she pointed to Drake, uh, Super Dave Osborne, and uh, Mumble Bear. And I said, uh, and I said, well, what happens if I fail? And she said, you can't fail us. You know, this we need to stop Theta, Theta or whatever. I don't even know. Theta, I think it was. And I said, I won't fail you, Miss Garland. I won't. I'll be like, uh, as, you know, I said, what do you th- what do you think about dressing up as Toto? And she said, I expect more from you than that. And I said, of course, I was just kidding. And I said, boys to the Eagles. But I said, maybe, you know, one thing, maybe we should get a good night's sleep first. And she said, even more brilliant. 
And she said, you'll bunk with Mumble Bear. And so then I, did, I said, well, geez, that's a great idea. And I said, maybe I need to get over myself and if I have to bunk with Mumble I said, Mumble Bear, you take a bath or something? I said, you should, can we send Mumble Bear to the dry cleaner in case he's not organic? And they, they didn't realize I was serious in Mumble Bear. And I said, well, geez, I don't want to have my face pressed up against you, you know, uh, and I said, well, this is going to be a friendship made in heaven, Mumble Bear, wherever the heck we are. He said, we're not in hell, are we? The Muslim man was that. And then I said, she didn't give me any talismans or anything, because we headed off to... I said, well, are we going to eat breakfast with Judy Garland? The Muslim man was But then we got in bed, uh, Mumble Bear and I. And it was one of those giant castle beds that, you know, with plenty of room... So I didn't have to worry about it. And I said, well, and then I noticed Mumble Bear talked all night. So I just snuggled in and Mumble said, Mumble said, Mumble Bear said, Mumble Bear said, he's kind of like sing talking, but he did it. And as I fell into a deep sleep, um, said, Mum, hey, Bum, go, Bum. Champagne, yen, man, anuman, oban, obong, anuman, me, mum, yen, anuman, oman, oyaman, me, 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 And then Sice fell deep sleeping. Good night. Good night.